Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And scared Chris Fuller. Why are you scared, Fuller? Because the conversation we're having today. Oh, man, dude, we are having an honest conversation. We haven't just sat down and just talked. You know, a lot of times we have episodes where we, you know, have like, here's three steps to do this or a theological conversation. But today, it's just two dudes with two cups of coffees talking about the honest struggles in the Christian walk. You ready, good sir? Let's go. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> uh, we muted ourselves. I'm like, what happened? There is no we in this problem, I sir. I muted us. <laughs> I'm a little thrown off tonight, guys. It's a little weird because it's like we we are coming in with no notes, and I feel very it's, uncomfortable right we now. Ha- we do. We have. They know intro, banter, coffee, review with the review. And it just says, time to get real, final thoughts and fun facts. What you more know, do we need? So we were texting this morning trying to figure out because this is the official. Okay, what's today's date? Today uh, is February 17th. 17th. This is the final recording date for a very long time for us because of Lennox. Yeah. We're not ending the show, guys. We're no. not stopping the show. No. It's more just we won't be in studio for a while. But by the time you hear this. Hopefully we'll be back together by the time this is dropping but for us Maybe. we're doing we're, we'll we're, we're legit recording four episodes tonight which is the most we've ever done in it's one sitting one. so it's gonna be a wild one we're like we need one more and i was like dude what if we just sit down and just chat about struggles we deal with in our christian walk like like not like what are our deepest darkest sins but you know sure. any, anything from and you it's know, gonna I, be i struggle with this part of christianity that part it's gonna be or, whatever comes off the top yeah. of our head and we're just gonna talk about it it's gonna be a real conversation and so tonight we're leaning into our tagline harder than we have in a while where we we actually are drinking coffee. We are. We ain't drinking tea. It's the coffee. Or no, I mean, you got lemonade over there. I do. I got water. Down I always there. have. I always have. You lemonade. always do have. And a it lemonade. always looks neon green in the camera. <laughs> Why is that? I, I don't know. Like, do we need to change the coloring or something? I don't know. Maybe it's just the fluorescency in the uh, what's whatever the chemicals I'm drinking. Maybe. But if you're watching on YouTube, we're trying this different angle again this week, guys. So if you're on YouTube, let us know if you like this angle, the other angle better. We're still trying to get the we're audio to it. sync up with the video. Hopefully, it's, it's better. It's a pain in the butt. Hopefully, it's better. We're not gonna lie. It changes like every week, so it's a pain in the butt. Sawy. It's all good. Actually, it's, it's pretty it's good. good. It's usually pretty good with StreamYard. And yeah, StreamYard's on point. That's it's OBS. That's my game plan, right? Is to learn the the stream point or the stream point. The StreamYard. You sound like a pastor talking about the face gram and the, the Insta chat the and in, the Snap space. The Insta crack. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, those are Amish donuts. Oh, yeah, Amish are. crack. They are, but we you you brought a little fun, cool game I that did. I want to dig into. So, so right we're gonna off start with the, the game. Bat. We're not gonna start with coffee or review. We're gonna start with the no, game. We're gonna start with the game. So okay, it was funny that Mark downloaded this game, and it's a get to know you or how well do you know your friend? Yeah, so I was like, let's see what happens. And so what happened was, and maybe we'll play this again on the next episode. But uh, you'll no, get the answer. No, 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 no. no you're get, not getting out of this. You'll get the answer, yes. and then and then I'll pick it for the next episode. Uh-huh. Is what I'm saying. We'll we'll do it again. But this episode, I went through and picked all my answers, and now Mark is gonna go on here read the question read the choices and see if he can guess my answers and if i'm wrong that's embarrassing <laughs> that's gonna be really bad guys uh, let's see how well you know me all right, all right res- here we go it says are you ready continue chris's favorite season Ooh. is it autumn winter spring or summer it's one of those i'm gonna go autumn i'm gonna go with autumn <gasps> i'm right boom yes okay, okay all right if if chris was a video game what type would they be would chris be an action sports adventure mm. or party Am I supposed to put the answer that I think you really are going to say? Like, what you really are, or the funny answer that... Because I'm like, he's going to put party. But in reality, I think you're an adventure game. Okay. 
Yeah, you're an adventure. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, dude, you're not like an action blow them up. You're no. kind of more like that free flow. I'm like the Skyrim, the Skyrim guy. Yeah, like yep, Skyrim Oblivion. Where totally, just, and those are my favorite games. So. Which, okay, do you remember Need for Speed? Did you play Need for Speed way back yeah, in the day? Yeah, I did. You talk about the PS1 days, right? Uh, it, well, eventually into PS2. Yes. Because I was right. not allowed to play it when it was on PS1. Because oh, mom, really? Well, because... My, Th- those were the fun ones. Yeah, but with PS2, I got my first one was Underground 1. First, first car that I ever drove okay. on that game. It's still my favorite car to drive on that game today, and that's the Porsche 911. Oh, the 911 Turbo? Yeah. Yep. So, so um, but I was going to say, I need for speed underground. You had to do each one in order, but underground two was like one of the first games where you could just drive around the city and do random challenges. And then there yeah. was uh, midnight club dub edition. I, I, love, I love that one. There, uh, what was it? It was, the, there was a drift one too. Tokyo. Oh, well, Tokyo drift is the movie, movie the but show. there was a drift. I forget what it was called, but it was a need for speed drift. And that was a really fun game too. I think my mom didn't let me play it because you were trying to run, run away from cops. I think that's really oh, why she yeah. probably that's, said no. Yeah. All right. So you're, anyway, you're two out of two, two right out, now. Yes. I'm two out of two. Let's see how it go. Okay. So what is Chris's favorite type this of music? Easy one. Pop, rock, dance, or country? I'm a little bit country. But I don't know because you love pop. you love rock too. Like it depends on what what era and what mood you're in. Mm. I would say. But if I just say your favorite type of music, I'm going with rock. Let's find out. Out of those four, out of those four, I'm saying rock. Woo! I'm three yeah, for three, folks. Three for three. Are you guys three for three? Either I'm predictable or you actually do know me. <laughs> All right. So what animal is Chris most like? Now I feel Ooh. like no matter what I answer, my answer is correct. <laughs> Well, read the read the, the is options. Chris most like a dog, a Rough. cat, a yeah. lion, or a turtle? I'm going with turtle. Turtle, turtle. No, you said cat. I should have said cat. Dude, man, I'm a quiet. I keep to myself most of the time. <laughs> no, you're you're chill until it's time to like make a ruckus, and you're not. You're just knocking crap off. Exactly. Counters. You got it. Bro. I would have guessed turtle though, because you're just like I'm just I'm here for the vibe, guys. I'm just I'm just tootly, chilling. Now, nah, if it was like maybe in your early days before you knew Jesus, maybe, maybe you'd be a turtle yeah, if you're yeah. picking up what well, I'm putting down. Yeah, probably. So okay, so it's a Friday night. What's Chris doing? This, none of these are correct. It's it's Friday. I don't, I don't see podcasting on any one of these options. Exactly. That's what we do every Friday. Exactly. It's Friday night. Chris is partying, stuck at work, asleep. Or binge-watching TV shows? Mm. The answer, technically, is binge-watching TV shows, but you're also stuck at work a lot. So we're going to go with binge TV, though, because that's what you'd rather do. It's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah, rather, because I'm like, you you are stuck at work a lot on Fridays. All yeah, right. sometimes. So if Chris had one wish, what would it be? To be the best at everything, Ooh. superpowers, ah. money. Yee. We're going to do just like we do every night, Pinky. Take over the world. We're gonna take over the world. World domination to be the best. Superpowers, money. I'm, I'm gonna say superpowers. If you had one wish, you would want superpowers. Okay. Yeah. I would say so far I am six for six, even though well, it says I'm only five for six. You're only five for All six, right. bro. You picked what the wrong one. Period. Would Chris like to have been born in? Ooh. The Dark Ages. Which uh would the Dark Ages be considered the Middle Ages? Like Knights and Sword close, and King Arthur close, close and all enough, that kind yeah. of stuff. Okay, close okay. Uh, the sixties. The present or the future? The future is now. I'm saying the Dark Ages. But no, no, because then that means there's no Janiel and kids. Crap. Uh, all right. All right, we're going Dark Ages. Yeah, you're bringing Janiel. Sorry, Janiel. <laughs> you're, you're going back with him. And, and, and Beth would agree with you, Janiel, and says, nah, we staying right here. Okay. Um, in a word, describe Chris's style. Ooh, this Classy. Is- Glamorous. This didn't really have my style. Fancy so hipster. It's the closest oh, fancy thing. or hipster. And then my uh, the other answer would be bougie. Because <laughs> you're not bougie. Okay. It, based on these four words, classy, glamorous, fancy, or hipster, what would describe Chris's style? See, it's hard because you're not like glam. I'm not any of you're those. You're not fancy. I'm not any of those. You're very classy when you want to be. 
But hipster is more of they got the beard, the hoodies, the flannels, the lumberjacks. So I'm going with that. You said classy. I do not identify ah. with hipster at all. No, bro. you don't. Enter, you don't. I don't you wear don't the beans. I don't. I don't like. I'm not going to go to the coffee shops. Like I'm going to go drink good coffee. You go to the coffee. You you but you freaking are the coffee shop. I you, am the you coffee roast shop your own coffee because I can't. Yeah, because nobody else does it right like me. <laughs> See, oh, I, I I switched screens. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, question number nine. What would make Chris most happy? Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm too wrong so far. What would make Chris the most happy? More sleep, less work, more time with family and friends, or more wealth? Can we just say all the above? I mean, that's That'd kind of dope. everybody. But. Uh, more time with friends and family, 100%. That would make you the most happy. No yeah. question. Yep. Absolutely no question. What does Chris <laughs> look for most in a friend? Let's see. Let's see if you get this right, my good man. I don't, I don't see the word, but but see, I don't see the word hot in here. He, he doesn't see the word hide is what he meant to no, say. No, hot. I meant to yeah. say hot. Why? Are you a little warm? No. Do I need to turn it down? You can't turn this down, baby. Oh, uh, loyalty. Down loyalty. <laughs> loyalty, <laughs> kindness, humor, or intelligence. Mm. What does Chris look most for in a friend? Intelligence, humor, kindness, loyalty. I'm going to say loyalty because you're a loyalist at heart. You are you are a loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we talked about that before in an episode Probably. once upon a time. You're a loyalist, 100%. All right. Um, here it is, man. What is Chris's favorite color our friendship hinges on this no. Crap. dude okay i don't know i know what beth's real fit do you know what janelle's favorite color is yes what is it blue see beth is technically gray but she goes okay but, but she goes i don't tell Wait. people that because people judge me for is it. it is it that's her favorite color or yes. that's what she likes to wear because if yes. you talk about what you like to wear janelle's like black gray and dark blues no no beth if, if the whole like, like like she loves gray the house paint gray her clothes gray mm. like, like she loves gray but normally she doesn't like it, so I think she tells everybody blue, if I remember right. We've only been known... You know, we were on a date she last night. She lies. I'm judging her now. And I'm like, man, the last couple <laughs> years have been wild, and she just looked at me, and she goes, Mark, it's been almost right, three. I'm like, holy crap. Let's talk about this date night real fast, because you didn't just go on a date night, bro. I got a pedicure. My first ever pedicure, and it was glorious, except I got terrified. When all of a sudden, out of the drawer, she pulls out this massive cheese grater, and I'm like, what the heck are you going to do with that? Take she, off the calluses. And my feet feel real good, nice. Hey. They feel real nice. You just went from Target bougie to bougie bougie. Bougie bro. bougie. <laughs> I got that sea scrub. Mm, mm. It was so, and then we went to Heinie's for dinner afterwards. Heinie's? Have you ever been to Heinie's? Mm -mm. You know Maxie's Barn on the southeast side? Yep. The owner of Heinie's owns Maxie's Barn. Oh, okay. So Heinie's is a better Maxie's Barn because it's the OG. It's, it's the fancier. It still looks like you're walking into a warehouse. Oh. It's in Elkhart. Got so it. anyway, so Chris's favorite color, back to the original conversation. Yeah. Because of how bougie Mark is. Um, oh, by the way, Sabrina, it just hit 11 minutes. What is Chris's favorite color? Green, red, blue, or pink? Okay. You would say pink just to throw me off, so we're not going to say pink. <laughs> I you, was honest at all of my answers. I don't think it's red. The only time I've ever actually seen you wear red is the... Do you have a red chosen hoodie, right? Mm -hmm. Or is that Janiel? No, you, I have You, you have the red chosen hoodie. But then you also have that one red hoodie when you gave yourself the samurai haircut and walked into church and completely threw off all the welcome the comedy, for church. The comedy barn hoodie. Com Oh, that, that is a comedy bar? Yep. Which, side note, you see there's a new comedy club open up in Niles? I did because of your post, my good man. I made the website. Um, I It's a toss-up between green and blue. Jeez, I'm I'm, I'm going just OG blue. Bro. No, it's red? Bro, red is my no. all-time diehard Were you trying color. to help me out when you said, what's your favorite color versus the color you wear? Were you trying to lead me there? Because you don't wear red. I wear red a lot. Do you really? Oh, Janiel, yeah. Confirm I this. I do. Ask her. You could ask any of my kids and they'll tell you my favorite color is red. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow, I suck. It's, it's all right. That's okay. It's all right. That's all right. I throw you off because I wear a lot of Chosen gear. That's true. Good. That, like, right <laughs> now, you're wearing the five lows, two fish shirt. And whenever Chosen has red, I buy it. 
So now, right. now I know this guys. one should be an easy one. Uh, what's you. Chris's favorite type of movie? A comedy, an action, a romantic, or sci-fi? Oh, you're a funny man. 100%. <laughs> you're a funny guy. <laughs> you're, you're the funny guy. What sport is Chris the uh, best at? Baseball, football, basketball, or hockey? Are you best at? What am I best at? You're a good ball player, though. Like, even baseball and football. Like, you're a, you're you're an athlete. That's but, the problem. But what am I best at? Football. No! Baseball! I'm, Dang I'm it! I'm a better baseball I player, almost said bro. baseball, but I'm like, dude, you can lay down a hit. You yeah. a big bro. Yeah. You a big bro. Um, what is the uh, question 14? I'm not doing so hot now, guys. I'm, I'm, I've gotten four wrong. Four, four wrong? Five wrong? I don't know. We'll see at the All end. Right. Uh, what is the most interesting thing in in life for Chris? Important. Important. No, thing. I said interesting, didn't yeah. I? What most is the most important, important thing. thing in life for Chris? You, Friends and family. Easy. Sports, work, or video games? Well, obviously, it's not video games. Work pays the bills. We just talked about sports, and now it's friends and family. <laughs> winner, winner. Okay, last one. What is Chris's favorite drink? Water, coffee, tea, alcohol? Bro, coffee. <laughs> Come on now. No, is it going to tell me how well I did after the ad? Oh, it's an ad. That's either way. That was pretty nuts. That okay, was... I, I I will admit the one question I think, th okay, because the turtle versus cat one, that was just being funny. That one's like, okay, how do you identify yourself what, what, like out of these four animals? <laughs> you would use that and word me, right now, like, wouldn't you? To me, a cat is pretty chill, except for where they want to be mischievous. Dude. And I'm, I can be mischievous at times. Well, I, but, but you don't follow Satan. Let's see. Well, no, I don't. All right, here we go. It's going percentage, percentage, percentage. He's over 40. Wow. He's over 50. He's over 60. He's over 70. He's over 83%. 83%. Bro, that's a passing grade. I'll take 83 it. 83%. I'll take it. I pass. Bees get degrees, people. So if you want to know how I do with uh, answering Mark's questions, tune in next week. Oh, but is it next week? Because next week we're doing the live stream. We so got we're going to do it during live? Yeah, we got to banter somehow. But I feel like that would, that's not a good banter live because we interact with other people. Well, yeah, but I don't. I, I so wanna, about two weeks? I want to go through our normal. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Maybe uh, come back next week or in two weeks. We'll find out. But we are drinking Mount. What was it again? Mount. I don't know. I just was, showed up and it was Mount, made. Mount Comfort Coffee. I For, it's uh, Peruvian. It's the Peruvian. Which, where did you get this from? Costco, Costco you said? Costco, yep. Which is so weird that you buy coffee from Costco. That's Dude, still the weirdest still, thing to me. It's one of the, well, I, Martin's too, but they're the, like the only two places I can find decent coffee. Did you see that? Uh, but but here's the deal. Outside though. of coffee Locally, shop. like, okay, so Meyer is offering uh, Important Joe's, which is a South Bend, yep. like, roasted. But it's mostly, it's, e it's usually Ethiopian. Yeah, I'm they're, not, they're, they're an Ethiopian. That's you. I like the earthy. You, I like the, you earthy like the Ethiopian. Oh. I am not a big Ethiopian. Bro, drinker. guess what? So down in Nashville, they actually have a, it's a coffee shop. It's Crema Coffee. If you're from Nashville area, you know what Crema Coffee is. They actually have different courses and classes you can sign up for specifically related to coffee. They have a tasting note course. They have a cupping course. They have a how to brew all what we do at home course, like in person. I'm like, I want to go to the cupping one. Cause I would love to be like to break the like break the seal and break, taste break the, the notes crust. and all those like the stuff that you've done. I'm like this would be so awesome. So anywho, that, that's that's after where I was going with after that. we get back to start recording again. I will have gone to Gatlinburg and Ooh. there's like four or five coffee shops down there that I want to go to and grab some coffee for. The I don't podcast. think people realize that when we go to cities, you and I both have lists of coffee shops. Yeah, like, I want to go oh, here. We got yeah, we got to stop at least at two. Like, At least like, two coffee when shops. When I'm down to Indianapolis, like, I mean, I'm going to Quills all the time because I sure. love Quills, but I got to find another local one that's a that's a hot spot. I got to find another one. Just, just find some other ones sure. in my back pocket, you know? But you yeah. can't beat Quills. But, so we're drinking this Peruvian 
Um, something about the comfort Mount Comfort or Mount, something like Mount that. Mount Comfort Coffee. We're great advertisers. Yeah, obviously ter- at this coffee. Ter- but terrible. dude, you made this crap thick. Well, I had to because I was really like, I'm. I'm You're dragging today. I've had a long week at work and I'm I'm struggling a little bit, bro. I'm oh, like, I gotta make it strong. Struggles of the Christian faith. And I told oh, sorry, Mark, I said you might want to add a little extra cream in this one, my friend. I did, and I did not, and I'm like, mmm, delicious. This is a solid. Like we're playing, we're playing some hand and foot, playing some euchre. On vacation, oh, we're chilling at like yeah. ten o'clock at night. This is like this is perfect. Campfire for that. going, but we got a spotlight on the picnic table. I wouldn't like this in the morning, nighttime. This Ooh, this this hits. See, now this is how I drink it in the morning. Oh, see, two th- I like it bright. Part of waking up is not hit, having get, folders in your cup. It's getting hit in the face with the cup. <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, we do have a review to read. Janelle, are you safe? You okay? <laughs> well, she, I wake up before her. She's still Blink asleep. Twice so. if you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> she blinked three times. She's not safe. Dang it! Run, Squid Games. <laughs> squid games all right so we do have a, a review we're going to do today and then we're going to just jump into the conversation which uh i'll no prep. i'll read the review and all we'll right. let you start thinking stinking thinking stinking thinking all right okay, so fair. Fair. this one comes from mr god's man ak i'm assuming gender here guys mr i'm assuming <laughs> is it god's man or god's man god's manac or is it God's manac? God's manac. God's almanac? Wow, we're getting really deep. Five stars. Great listening. I like this a lot. Nice work, RTC. Informative, relevant, and helpful. Helps me understand and connect with my faith in a deeper way. Thank you. Oh, well, well, thank, thank you, you, Mr. God's manac. Maybe Arkansas? Isn't AK the symbol for Arkansas? Uh, I, I believe it is. Oh, you know who would know for sure? So <laughs> you know, dude, you got to get, maybe not, I'm not saying you, but I'll be gone for the while, but we got to get the Soche back on the pod. Yeah. I, I was talking to him about that a little bit, uh, this week about him and his podcast adventures. Actually, has he stopped doing his, oh, he's, he podcasts for the church. He does his blog podcast now, which so I'm he used so to write the, thankful he, he used does to write that. the blog and now he's doing, taking the blog and putting it in a podcast. As it should. Now. I have, I mean, we've been preaching a long time that churches need to podcast to get their content out. Cause that's what people are doing nowadays. Is it the new Sunday? It's the new school? Sunday school, baby. <laughs> it's the new Sunday school. So it ain't, it ain't a connect All right. group. So it ain't a connect group. It's it ain't time, a small group. It's time to get real. I'm promise you. I'm not stalling to get this conversation. 18 minutes and 22 seconds. I love it. Well, you know, real. When I look back at some of the conversations we've had, this is kind of where this mm. idea was coming, right? Mm. We've had so many conversations around theological ideas like the Trinity and um, and I even just like like the the sacraments, baptism, communion. If um, God is so good, why is there evil? Yeah, like there's the problem I mean, of pain and evil and suffering. We've talked about I mean, different, more like exist, cultural yeah. issues. Like we talked about COVID and yep. and we we've done like uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Taking God out of schools. Uh, we've, we've talked done about prayer, guns. We've done the entertainment one, like what, what should Christian entertainment look like, which was based off of when we, uh, but what does the Bible say, the conversation we oh, had with yep, them. Yep. Uh, man, what else? Podcast or lives? We've had I like mean, 180 we've, episodes. Now, almost, no, almost 200 episodes, guys. We've no, had a lot of episodes. Well, this is episode 195, not including the bonus episodes. That's true. So we're, we're probably pretty close to 200. But, but either way, we always say like, we want real conversations, real conversations. But so many times when we come with our notes, it's almost like many sermons, you know? Or yeah. we have like, 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 okay, here's the five points that I have for this, or here's a bunch of quotes and statistics. And I'm like, dude, let's just strip it all back. And it's no, really, it's really nothing. It just says talk. It says time to get real. And then the fun facts are at the bottom. And so That's rather it. than bring in the statistics and the setup and the quotes and the banter and the points and the scripture passages, all these different things, let's go talk. back to our roots, you know, like episode one, where we talked about does, was it, does my past affect my future? 
and we talked real about us. Well, yeah, because you know? there was zero notes. No, we just showed like up. The early episodes of RTC, I think the first, I don't know, probably what, 10 episodes? It was until Sochate said, you guys don't bring in the Bible a lot to your I think conversation. It, I think it was like for the first 10 episodes was just like no notes, no prep. This is the subject, and this is what we're talking about. And we just came together and talked. And I mean, was, we, yeah, we, we showed up with stats and quotes if we wanted them. Like, that was basically it. Yeah, but like no notes, no like, okay, we're going to be intentional about this. We're like gonna, teaching. We're, yeah, exactly. It wasn't a ser- sermon in our Sunday school. Yeah, and so so I thought it'd be a lot of fun for us. This also came out of mine and best conversation at dinner the other night too uh, about just what are some different struggles that we have with our own christian walk mm. and this is the, I mean, we've done ones about like how to get over past sins and dealing with sins and, sure. and so my thought for this was it could go any way such as like n- not dealing with what sins do we have and confessing the sins stuff no, like but that like, but what, more like what do we as struggle? a christian where do you struggle in your walk like you know mm. and so like I, I guess i'll get started right I'll get started with this. You you're know, you're going to make it an easy one, too. You're going to be like, ha, not your turn, Chris. My biggest struggle is waking up for church on Sunday. No, that's not really that. It, Best no. part of waking up is getting hit in the face with a cup. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Come back next week. Same time, same place. Um, but, you know, it's been a challenge ever since I stepped out of the pastorate, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. with my Christian walk. Because I, I, I say this tongue-in-cheek, but in a sense— when I was a pastor, I was a quote unquote professional Christian, as sure. in I was paid to be a Christian. I was I was paid, paid to, to study, read paid, my Bible. Yeah, right. I was paid to study. I was paid to pray. Paid I, I mean, I led how many? One, two, sometimes three or four different small groups right. during the course of a week, based on the different various variations of adults and teens and stuff like that. Sure, I was teaching, you know, multiple times per week. Sometimes on Sunday mornings for the whole church or just the student ministry or for college or for parent workshops or whatever. So I was always studying. I was always prepping. I was always asking, God, what are we doing? Where are we moving? What are we trying to do? And I was trying to literally lead teenagers to follow Jesus in their own lives. And my job was kind of like a player coach mm-hmm. or not even a player coach. It's more of just a coach of like, okay, let's do it. You guys go back out. We'll, we'll talk during the week. Come back. Hey, how are things going? Let's get back in there type sure. thing. And so I was like the master encourager. And now it's kind of like, I work a job just like an every normal dude where it's not faith based at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a, it's a job. Like it's not a, I mean, it's, it, it is a ministry cause I minister through it, Sure, but it's not an explicit Christian. It's not a organizational Christian entity is what Yeah. And so I, I you're, you're not being paid to be a Christian anymore. No, that's I mean, let's boil it down to what it is. That's what it is. Right. Or, or pay to walk my faith. Right. How about that? Sure. And you're going to hear me going, uh, a lot as I think through, you know, my thoughts with this one, because again, there's no notes and no prep, but you know, the idea of the fact of, for me as a Christian of what does it mean to walk out my faith every single day? And now that I'm not in the pastorate, I wake up, I have a butt ton of kids. I get to work. I finish work. uh, We have dinner, a couple hours, bedtime, and then we're just exhausted. It's the idea of how do I intentionally actually walk out my faith in a way Mm. that makes sense. And I feel like it's actually a lot harder now than it ever was before. Because mm-hmm. again, I was always in Bible college, seminary, teaching, seminary, or seminars, workshops. I did all these things. And now all of a sudden it's like, I don't do that anymore. Right. And I, do, I have my kids to teach and to train. And that'll be a different struggle that I'll talk about later, I think, if we have time. But I would say the biggest one for me right now that I'm actually struggling with is what does it look like to have Jesus in my life every day? Mm. What is, and, and again, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not good at it. Right. <laughs> like, the idea of of waking up and picking up my cross and following Jesus, you know, I get ticked off a lot. I I, I get angry at the kids. Um, 
I'm so focused on my work. You know, sometimes I over-focus on my work. I got to make sure I take care of all the physical needs of the kids. And I'm scared sometimes to go into the spiritual side of the kids because of all the, the stuff you see nowadays with, you know, Gen Z coming up and also the millennials of like, oh, I was brainwashed and I hate Christianity and this, 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 and this. And they just tried to coerce me into this relationship. And I'm like, well, yeah, I want my kid to find their own way to Jesus. But at the same time, I'm called to teach them and raise them in the ways of the faith as well. So how do I balance that? And then my own personal walk, finding the time to now read my Bible and study and pray. And then there's time I'm driving in the car where, yo, I'm, I'm vibing to country music a lot these days. And mm-hmm. it's, so it's like, you know, I don't even feel like listening to Christian music all the time. Cause either a it's no, I think it's awful. It's just not good. Or in terms of just musically, lyrically, whatever. Um, but it also is just, it's, I'm also not in the car as much anymore. I don't mm-hmm. drive around as much anymore besides the, the, the well, you, your the office, school there, your office is at home. So yeah. I mean, I, mean, I take the kids back and forth to school, but sometimes silence is the best treat after dropping <sighs> those kids off at school for 20 minutes. <laughs> so it's like, I, I guess, you know, one struggle in my life and I guess, you know, this is where the conversation kind of segues into your opinions and help me out with this is the fact of how do I, not just how do I keep my eyes and focus on Jesus every single day, mm. but more so the fact of feeling like I'm a Christian mm. and knowing like, yeah, I, I understand. I'm very good with the head knowledge of Christianity. I'm very good with the philosophical frameworks of Christianity. I can argue with the best of them sure. when it comes to defending the, um, the mental and academic side of Christianity. Right. But when it comes time to experiencing the faith, when it comes time to, you know, trying to lean into the Holy Spirit, when I try to do these things, I tend to be a lot more pessimistic. Mm. So if you had to boil it down to one obstacle. Oh, geez. One obstacle in, in your, and I, I don't mean it as an obstacle, like a bad thing, but kind of like something that distracts the most. If you can pinpoint it to one thing, whether Besides it's- my kids? <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe maybe it is. No, that's right? an excuse. That's but, an excuse. But what's one thing that keeps you on a consistent basis from being able to steadily be in? Oh, I mean, the answer is myself. There's okay, times. but let's. What's a little deeper? Like, so okay, yeah, self. That's an easy one. Okay, yeah, but like, I'm talking more like practical day to day. Like, okay, for me, sometimes it's hey, I got to go to work, and by the time I get home, I'm exhausted, and I just feel like vegging out. I just want to veg. I mean, my job, and this so is to me, it's like laziness almost, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying for agree, me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for me. Uh, and, I, and, and my job isn't so much like my my job. Obviously, is not physically demanding. I sit in a chair, sure, for eight hours. Well, it's but still my mentally. Brain, well, that, that's it, that's it. I have phone calls and yeah. Zoom calls and millions of emails, and my job is to think and to problem solve. My job, right. I problem solve all day. Sure. And so by the time like I get to dinner and then have dinner. Man, I, I love my kids to death, but there's a real sense of you got seven little people who are all vying for dad's attention over the course of an hour and a half before mm-hmm. bedtime, and it's hard. So then that leads me into my next question mm-hmm. of is there a structural way that you can restructure to allow time when you're fresh? Like, so like in the middle of the day, you mean? Because that's well, when I'm fresh. So like, the the okay, for me, right? Uh, I used to get up 15 minutes earlier in the morning, even though it sucked. Mm. But I was fresher, and I had like 15 minutes where I could just sit down and like 
read my Bible. Oh, see, I'm normally fresh in the middle of the afternoon. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there a way to restructure to where you could have your quiet time and still be fresh and not feel like, is there, that's just my question to you. I'm not saying that you can or can't do it. I'm not judging you about it. I'm just asking questions. No, there's times for it. I think part of the issue is, is I, I feel a lot of overwhelm Mm. in terms of like, you know, just shooting straight. Like, um, I never dealt with anxiety or I've never dealt with, um, not being able to control my emotions or anger or stuff like that. I never struggled. I I struggled as a kid, but not as an adult Mm. until recently. And I've had those struggles. And so I'm, I'm on a a version of, of medication, not for anxiety, but more of, it just kind of keeps it where I can process through rather than just boiling over and blowing up type thing. It kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like when you put salt down on ice, it kind of lowers the the melting point or lowers mm-hmm. the freezing point. Mm-hmm. So instead it lowers the, it lowers the boiling point a little bit. So I'm on, I mean, I'm, I'm on medicine to help me with that a little bit, but it's sure. more of just the overwhelm of not the fact of I have a lot of kids, but there's also a lot of emotional stuff that Beth and I are having to work through when it comes to, we have two kids are only with us every other week. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I mean, one of them, I don't want to use their name in case they're listening, but sadly, one of them is starting to ask questions and having struggles and feeling sure. jealousy of, well, why do, why, why do they get to spend every single week right. with Grammy? And I don't, right. They, they spent the night three times. I haven't spent it once. Right. And so we're dealing with the emotional toll of that. We're dealing with the emotional toll of our other kids and their actual physical handicaps and tr- trauma and but these therapy. Are, these are all things you've dealt with before, right? I, I, uh, not I, not as much. But I think of your siblings. I think of some, some struggles that some of your siblings have. Yeah. And and that that's still emotionally taxing. The not emotional, as much. The, the loss of your dad. The, oh, yeah. The struggle with your stepdad. I mean, there, there's but been... But this is, this is a different weight of... This is a parent. Sure. Like, this is, this, I would say this is a parent weight that sure. I feel. But what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at is... You, you've had you've had struggles, right? You've had to deal with some really hard emotional struggles, and you have you done okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think has changed, other than yes, it's multiplied, and yes, you're a parent, but in yourself, is there something that has changed? Back then, I only need to look out for myself, you know, and that's really what it came down to. Is like, sure. like my siblings, although I'm close to my siblings. Um, I'm not as close as what other people do. Like I kind of like you, you do, you do what you got to do. I'm gonna do what I got to do. And that's kind of it. Um, whereas now a lot of the emotional weight is actually walking through the kids through their own trauma and struggles and frustrations. Mm -hmm. And because you know, all, especially the older kids, they're starting to ask questions about all their stories and their biological parents. And why would they do this? And why am I like this? And we're dealing with the weight of that and dealing with the weight of Mm -hmm. their school and, also just the weight of I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader. And it almost feels like I, I would say just, I f- always feel overwhelmed of I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. Mm. Not in terms of like, I'm supposed to share my so, faith, go to church like that. That's easy. So do you feel like, um, you have to be a good Christian father because that's what's expected of you? Oh, hundred percent. To be honest Rather with you. Yeah. It's something that you get to enjoy doing right now. It's a, right now it's a duty. And, and why do you think that is? Why do you think you feel that way? Sorry, I don't mean to get no, like all psychology here. Real talk. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. How does this make you feel? No, but should I go I sit mean, on the couch? What, well, <laughs> we'll get my notepad out. No, um, no. Uh, what, what, say what the you, question again? What? Uh, okay, so you you feel like it's a duty, and 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 you can't just enjoy the opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you were the the student pastor. 
you dealt with lots of situations. I enjoyed sim- every moment of this, it. And you, you thoroughly enjoyed it. And you were very involved. Now, yes, you didn't live with these kids. And that adds a whole new aspect to it. But you thoroughly enjoyed that part of it. Um, more, I think, than you did the actual teaching and preaching and all that stuff. You enjoyed the relational part of it. 100%. And um, your heart has always been kids, especially troubled, struggling, or uh, mentally handicapped kids. You've always had that heart's desire. So what what do you think has changed other than them living with you? Is there a change or is it just the fact that they're with you 24-7 you don't get a break? No, I think it's... I. I I'm learning, especially as the kids get older and you start realizing I only have, like our oldest daughter is 11. I only have seven more years with her until she graduates high school Mm -hmm. and I'm prepping to send her out. Sure. And how do I parent and raise her in such a way where she can go out and be her own adult and be a functioning member of society who loves Jesus. And that's Mm -hmm. what Beth always says is we're trying to raise our kids to be functioning members of society and love Jesus. That's it. Mm -hmm. And, and, but I now I guess it's different. Like as a youth pastor, my job was never to raise these kids. My job was to be an influence and a mentor and answer questions. But at the end of the day, all my teens knew, and and you can go back and ask Eli and Jagger, I never convinced or coerced or twisted arms for them that you have to be a Christian, but it's more of, I know I'm allowed every argument and let you make the decision. But with my own kids, I feel like the weight is so much bigger and it's hard because like you said, and it's also the, the fact of it's, it's kind of like what's in your cup, whatever you get bumped, that's what comes out of your cup. And it's like, it's really hard for me to fill my own cup in general. And mm-hmm. if I can't keep my own cup filled, how am I supposed to fill up my kids cups? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I felt that way many times in the student ministry where of, of leading on empty and how do you do that? Um, and I've had to work through that, but with my kids, I think it's a, it's a bigger struggle, especially as they are older of they're starting to ask the big questions and, 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 understand the faith and all these different things that I'm supposed to be training and I'm supposed to be equipping. And, and, and I mean, even my son asked me the question the other day, he goes, dad, well, how come you don't read the Bible every day at this house when I do at the other house, which is really ironic. if mm. you know the situation, but, uh, <laughs> but sorry, I'm looking up. No, you're good. But, but you know, those are those real questions. And it's like, it, my only answer was, is in, in my head, I'm like, I don't we, don't, we don't read the Bible all the time because I'm just lucky to get it, get through to bedtime without sure. being exhausted. Sure. So, uh, you know, Janiel, uh, you're listening, you're talking about all this stuff, and it reminds me a lot of some things that this person said. So, Janiel actually told me, "Hey, focus on the family," which I don't listen to very often, even though I think that yeah, they I never have, do. They have good quality stuff sometimes. I think a lot of the times it's very basic. Um, but she goes, "There's there was this uh, Dr. Meg Meeker." was on um, yesterday and today on a two-part episode that they did called Helping Your Daughter Become a Confident Woman, right? Where I was talking about, she wrote, oh. a, she wrote a book called Strong, Strong Father, Strong Daughter, I believe is what the book was called. She's a pediatrician, but she's also so, in the child psychology. Because they have a the, thousand shows. That one. The, the main one, not, yep. the, fam- not yep. the parenting yep. one? Okay. So it's the, the first top two, those two right there. And what she was saying, uh, that the, the main thing I got out of it is stop trying so hard to uh, basically say the right things or think of the right things to say, but live it out, right? And I, and I think about living out our, our faith and um, being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so often we worry about what's the right thing to say. How am I going to answer this question? We overwhelm ourselves and cause ourselves. So I do it all the time, cause myself so much anxiety of thinking about the what ifs. Mm-hmm. What if they don't become a Christian? 
What if they struggle? What if they become gay? What if they become a drug addict? What if they become an alcoholic? Hey, I I, just make I was a, yeah. I was a womanizer. Will my son be, be a womanizer? Will my daughter get pregnant out of wedlock? Will she, you know? Will they be promiscuous? It's constant, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that when the Bible talks about cast all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you, that that is exactly what it's talking about, right? Sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we start thinking about all the what ifs. Rather than saying, you know what, Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna live my faith out the best I can, and in that, it's it's being the hands and feet of Jesus, right? It's my mm-hmm. kids are gonna see how I live my faith, not what I tell them, because my words and and this uh, Dr. Meg Meeker, she said that you could say all you want, but if your actions are different from what you're saying, kids don't pick up on the words; they pick up on the actions of the parents, right? And so if if you say hey, uh, keep your room clean because cleanliness is next to godliness, and then they go into your room and it's a pigsty, that speaks louder to them, and that's what they're going to remember, those key moments rather than what you said. And she gave an example of um, of her own life. She, uh, she's ta- always talking about uh, being a good and, and faithful giver and taking care of the poor and the needy and stuff like that. And she goes, she sent her husband, and her daughter went with her husband to go get Chinese food. And she goes, all I really wanted for Chinese uh, you know, we ordered everything, but I, the thing I really wanted was egg rolls and my husband and my daughter came back and there were no egg rolls and I tore into <laughs> him and I, and I went off on him. She goes, and my daughter came up to me. My husband didn't say anything. He just took it and, and kind of went all about his business. My daughter, who was eight at the time, she said, came up to me and goes, mommy, don't be mad at daddy. And she goes, why not? And she goes, well, he saw a man digging through the garbage hungry and he went and opened up the bag of Chinese food and said, pick what you want. And he picked the egg rolls. And that was like a, a moment. So that's what the daughter saw as an action. The dad didn't say Dang. anything, but he just did. He was the hands and feet, right? He was the example. And I think oftentimes we read the Bible and we think, oh, well, Jesus is teaching this and the t- teaching this and teaching this. But I don't think that's what the disciples really picked up on. I don't really think they really had time. I don't think of the chosen, right? Mm-hmm. The feeding of the 5,000. They're repeating the message or they're helping feed the 5,000. But that's not what they remembered the most. They remembered what he did how Christ acted, how he helped the poor. And you can see that through through the rest of the New Testament writings, mm-hmm. right? And how they portrayed Jesus and what he did and how they remembered it. Being the hands and feet of Jesus isn't just talking about what he says, it's living out what he does. And I think that that's where we as parents need to be as, well, even Christians, is live out our faith the best we can. And it doesn't matter every, if our kids, I think of you and I, if our kids see us, being Jesus, being Christ to the world, not because we have to, but because we want to, and we're actually seeking and desiring that. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to have a more impact than our nightly devotionals with them. Now, not that that's a bad thing, or not that we shouldn't do that, but I think that that's not going to. They're not going to remember me uh, telling them the story of Moses or the story of of Jonah or the story of you know this that or King Saul, King David. What they're going to remember is, hey, Dad took time to sit with me. And do a devotion. Hey, I came out. I, there was uh, this lady, too, in the first episode. She talked about, I remember going and walking past my dad's bedroom and him being by himself, but seeing him in his room on his knees praying. Like, that stuck with her all these years later. And it's just the kids pick up and they see these things, right? And and I've heard many people say stuff like that all the time that, um, you know, hey, I remember my dad doing this or my mom doing this, and this is how they did. I remember, you know, if you talk to Janine, I remember every morning seeing my mom um, doing her devotional when I woke up. I came out, and she was doing her devotional at the table, mm-hmm. doing a quiet time. And that spoke that spoke to her, right? 
and that helped her Christian faith. And yes, we, we want to be the best example we have, but I think when we try to be the perfect dad or the perfect Christian, we're not the perfect Christian, right? This is where we got to rely on Christ and God. And we just got to be real, mm-hmm. right? We, we got struggles. And when we fail, I think it speaks more to the child when we go up to him and say, hey, listen, I failed. Like I did wrong and I'm sorry. And, I, and I've had to apologize to God about the same thing or whatever. You know, just be real about your faith, right? Hey, daddy's struggling. <laughs> daddy's struggling. It ain't right right now. I'm having a hard time finding time or energy to read my Bible. And that's not right. And I want to tell you that that's not right, but I'm going to do better. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the Bible while I'm working. I'm going to listen to the Bible while I'm driving. I'm going to, you know, pray while I'm driving in that 20 minutes of silence. I'm, you know, I'm finding these little times where normally I would listen to country music or I'd, uh, watch the chosen or watch Madam secretary. And I'm going to just take 10 minutes, five minutes and say a prayer. I'm going to take 10 minutes, five minutes and do a devotion and and just start getting back in the habit of making that a, a habitual part of my day. Not because I, want to be this grand Christian, but because I want to have the relationship with Jesus. And I think that's what it stems down to is, you, you know, this is the, the the big difference between you and I. And I feel like this is where we've kind of started meet in the middle a handful of years ago where I am a very, which again, there's nothing wrong with, I'm a very academic thinking Christian, Yeah, you know, and whereas for you, you, you you're more of like, man, I just love Jesus. And because I love Jesus, that makes me want to grow in my knowledge of him. Right. And you're supposed to, like we read in the scripture, we're supposed to add on to your various levels of your, of your life anyways. But with me, I'm such a mental thinker. So like when kids ask me questions, normally I have to look at Beth and go, how, how deep am I going to this answer? Cause there, it sounds really bad, but there's generally a question that the kids will ask that I know the answer to. It's just how do how do I say this very 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 big answer to a nine year old? That's mm-hmm. where it gets hard. But but it's not so much of the you know I'm scared of what the, and some parents feel this where it's like man I'm just I don't know how to answer the questions and and how do I do these different things and I don't necessarily feel ill equipped to do that. Mm-hmm. I guess I feel more equipped to ill equipped to handle their heart and their emotions mm-hmm. in that because I I'm one where I've always struggled to bring my head knowledge into my heart Mm -hmm. and, and to just feel and know and experience. And because by my, by my natural tendencies, I'm more of a pessimist. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that, but if you know me long enough, you know, I kind of look at the, I look at everything. I look at the negative side of it, but all the things that could happen that would go wrong. Right. Not the person who looks at a thing and goes, Oh, this is all the things that could go right. I'm like, no, no, but you got X, Y, and Z. And if you ain't got the crap in order, you're going to be screwed. Like that's how my natural tendency is. I'm the same way. Right. And so, but, but when it comes to how am I supposed to shepherd a kid's heart yeah. when I have a hard time shepherding my own, that's, I think that's where my struggle comes with the raising of the kids. And there's also the, the, yeah. the try to true struggle of the, the nature of the beast. Like my family situation is very unique in sure. terms of very, we have five, five girls that are adopted. Different ones have different needs and special needs and abilities mm-hmm. when it comes. I mean, we got some kids who have to go to school all day and still do two, two and a half, three hours worth of homework at night, which is sure. ridiculous. We have other kids who are just very quiet and reserved and don't want to have these big conversations. We have other ones where when they come into the house, which obviously they, they want to be with dad and they want to sure. be with Beth. But when we only have certain kids half of the week, they're like, I want all of your attention because I haven't had it and I need it. Yeah. But then I can't forget the other five kids. Sure. Well, you know? and, and, and so it's just, it's hard. You do it's ha- really hard. You, you have a, you have a, uh, and I and this is where I start mentally. I know this is where you grace have kicks a difficult in. right. You have a right. difficult situation. I won't say it, it is. It's not impossible. I'm not complaining about it. No, 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 I love, no, no, I love my. No, family. no, no. I don't feel like you are, but I, I know it's hard. 
but you're not alone because mm-hmm. I think of Jess Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Right? And I understand the struggles you have. She has a blended family, and she has a kid who is can't do anything by himself. Right. Nothing. And he will never leave that house, ever. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, she struggles, and she's a person that gets you. And I'm sure there's other people out there listening right now who hear your story and go, yeah, I get it, Mark. I'm with you, Mark. And so don't feel like you're alone, right? And this is where this is great, right? We can have these conversations, and there's maybe somebody listening that can reach out to you and encourage you that's in the same situation. And that's also what the Facebook group's for, so right. we can connect. Exactly. So I, I don't want you to look at that negative side that I'm alone in this situation because you and Beth are not alone. There are other people out there with difficult situations, and there are probably some people out there with more di- difficult situations than what even you guys have, which is crazy to think about mm-hmm. when you're in that situation, right? But you know, think about five years ago, you thought, well, not even five, I guess three years ago with the big blow up. Oh yeah. Three years ago. You thought you had a difficult situation at that time, mm-hmm. not knowing that God had something a little bit more challenging, but God does not give us what we can't handle. Right. So he saw you fit to be able to handle this. No, I actually disagree with that statement. Well, I think God gives us way more than we can handle. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I think I, I flat out don't agree with that statement. I, I, I think th- I think God gives us more. This is this is where I've always taught too. Is sure God gives us more than we can handle. No, because that makes us rely on Him. No, He gives us what we think we can't handle. It's like all right. So here, the here script, but but so where's that the in scripture? You know. But here's here's the thing, right? So think about it this way: you're 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 in boot camp, right? What's their job? Oh, you've done to break you down. You've done, and build you you've up. done fifty push-ups. Well, here's the thing, right? You've done fifty push-ups. You owe me five more. It's like weightlifting, right? Mm-hmm. The only way to grow your muscles is to make it difficult to where you think that you can't do it. And then God goes, "You can do a little more. You can do a little more." And He pushes you because if you couldn't handle it, you would break and you would die. So He does not give you more than you can handle. But does He? Because you know, we see in scripture a lot of times where, like, even Paul, Paul Peter, like, we got, like, they got more than they could handle. No, they didn't. Because why? What did it do? It made them turn to them and they could handle it. Right. But it wasn't more than they could handle, or else they would have never made it. But would have been, but this is my question. What is it more than they can handle on their own? I this is where men, this is where the, this is where I can have a really strong say, mental. I didn't say on your fight. own. I just said not more than you could handle. Mm-hmm. There's a way to handle it, isn't it? Cry out to God. You're handling it. Right. And so I think we're coming out from two different angles because my personality is, is I am a, like my mom was a single working mom. You pull sure. your, you pull your boots up and you go, like you just make it sure. happen. And so that's my mentality is you just grind and you make it happen. Sure. Like I make it happen. Well, that's so, but that's because that's you, my innate personality. God, God hasn't given you more than you can handle to where you reach out to him. Right. But you're still t- taking care of that. Right, you still have to make the mental choice to say, "I'm not going to walk away from this. I'm going to reach out to God for help." Right, I'm not going to walk because away. when I, I'm weak, that's when He's strong. It's that's too what the much for me. Say. I'm going to kill myself. Oh no, 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 I, no, 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 this, not that. This, not end it. This marriage and uh, family is too much for me. I'm leaving. Oh, and, and that's not what I'm saying. Well, uh, that, but what I'm saying is that when you're a Christian, God doesn't give you more than you can handle because when you feel overwhelmed, you naturally reach out to God. So it's not more than you can handle. No situation does he give you that you can't handle with his help. Mm-hmm. And see, and I would just worry that you can't handle it, so that's why we need his help. But uh, Okay, but it takes a conscious choice, does it not, mm-hmm. to reach out for him? Which is what? A lifeline? That's faith. Okay, so you still have to do something, right, to mm-hmm. make it through? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's what I'm say- saying. You, right. You're still doing something. You're, you're, you're having to reach out for it. 
if you don't reach out for it, you're just done. And we see that all the time. Look at how many suicides we have, mm. right? People say, I can't do it and give up. Well, Paul says something different. He says, keep running the race. Pick yourself up, run the race. You fall, that's fine. Pick up, go. Carry your cross. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing forward. That's all I'm saying. I like it. What about you, big guy? Because we don't got a whole lot of time left in this episode. That was a Mark soap opera it's, episode. It's the natural conversation. I mean, I, I don't know if it necessarily needs to go anywhere else. I think this was a good conversation. And I mean, we can talk about me all day long, but we could also save me for another day. That sounds, ah, I like that one. I like that extra one. Extra episode. So, so to kind of land the plane on this, it's one of those situations where, you know, we all go through struggles. We all have our fights. We all have our, and that's the thing I want people to realize. And I always wanted people to realize of, of even their pastors is the fact of, you know, we're real people with our own real struggles. Like, like I struggle to love Beth in the way that I, and then this is mentally, I go back to the way I love Beth the way I should Sure. parent my kids the way I know I ought to. And be the spiritual leader of my home. And before it was always like, oh, you just do it. You just do it. And now it's like, man, it's freaking hard. And it's right. always been hard. And I'm I'm such a person where I know my tendencies are, is to get mental and theological and philosophical. And that's needed. But the Bible's because the Lord, you know, Shema, you know, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, and strength. Um, I love the mind aspect and I love the strength aspect, but soul Heart, see to your emotions. That's hard for me, man. Right. That's Sorry. hard for me. So, so, so if you would say one final encouragement of how would you encourage someone who's kind of in that spot where it's like, man, I know I ought to, I know, I, I, I know what's right. I can give the, not give all the right answers, but more of like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. But how do you just seek after God in a way where your heart's involved and not just going through the motions or a mental, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mental exercise. I, I think, uh, I guess my final kind of encouragement but kind of not encouragement (laughs) (laughs) that's how we gonna end it folks let's do this would be um it's like a drug addict until you're ready you ain't ever gonna do anything you ain't gonna do Mm. and so until you're ready to make it a heart thing and, and go past the knowledge you ain't ever gonna have a heart thing you that's something that you have to work on which i did see a statistic about the fact of when people are on drugs or or alcohol, you know, cigarettes, anything that's an addictive personality, they say that they never win because they're doing it for somebody else. They only actually right. get victory when they They'll, do it for themselves. Exactly. And so for me, you doing the grind, right, from the story I'm hearing, you doing the grind is your addiction. You being the Christian because you, because you have to grind to be the Christian. You have to be the dad with all the faith. You have to lead. You have to, lead. You have to do this. You have to do that. And so until... Mark stops. Well, even with my job, I'm a, I've always been addicted to the grind. Yeah, but until you get stop being addicted to Mark doing and start being addicted to Jesus. Sorry, DC tongue. <laughs> <laughs> 90s music. But until you till you really cast your cares on him and say, I'm, I'm giving this to you, God, uh, you're, just, you're always going to struggle with the, the feeling over the mind, the thought over the heart, the doing it out of duty rather than doing it out of want to. Mm-hmm. And that would be my encouragement for anybody is get out of, get out of your own way, whatever that addiction is in your life, uh, step out of it and look to God to help you. If you're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, tired, angry, uh, depression, any of this because of your Christian life, and it's not where you want to be. 
it's not a bad thing, right? That's that's the start of saying, hey, I'm about I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to give up and give it to God. And that's what you need to do. And that's what God's saying. It's about time. Hurry up. Come on, let's go. All right. That's not it. Let me throw a little bit more on you. Let me throw a little bit more on you. Maybe one of these days you'll turn. Let me throw a little bit more on you. And that's that's what I find what God did to me, right? That's he kept throwing stuff on and throwing stuff on and throwing stuff on until finally I go, look, I can't handle this. I gotta give it to you. And I broke down in tears crying about how horrible of a Christian I was, how horrible of a parent I was, how horrible of a friend I was, how horrible of an employee I was. And I go, God, I can't do any of this without you. I can't do any of it without you. And, and I'm going to stop faking like I can. And either you're going to help me or I'm going to sit here and wallow in my sorrow because I can't do it on my own. I've given you everything. I've tried to be the good Christian and it has never worked out. So all I can do is say, I will do my part. Please help, help me. Help me. I will do what you direct me to do, but I got to have the feeling behind it. You've got, you've got to touch me and you've got to move my heart. Time for Fun Facts with <laughs> Is it really a fun fact after a conversation? I don't know, like man. That? that was therapy session with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't therapy like session it. for Mark rather. That's right. Next time it's my turn. You can be my therapist and I'll lay on the couch. Okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Not next episode guys. No, not, not next a, episode. No. Next time we do it. I'm like this, huh? Yeah. After, after Lennox, after Lennox, when we come back. I like so. it, man. Well, let's end this episode. Cause day of recording, we have a live stream to get to with our wonderful folks. 11 minutes. And I love it. Enough time to go use the potty and come back. <laughs> you just said potty on air, man. All right, well, give it to us this fun fact to All end right. this episode, my dude. So here's the fun fact. The coldest temperature ever recorded was negative 144 degrees oh, Fahrenheit. Wow. You might think you're accustomed to frigid air and blustery winds. Especially in the Midwest. Right. If it wasn't for the wind. <laughs> but the average winter day has nothing on the coldest day ever recorded, which was 100 and 44 degrees negative Fahrenheit. Mm. The temperature was recorded in Antarctica during a span of research between 2004 and 2016. Just a few breaths of air at that temperature would induce hemorrhaging in your lungs and kill you. Holy crap. That's not a fun fact. That's a terrifying fact. Well, it's a fun fact because you know, hey, when it gets down that cold, don't go outside. I mean, when we were up at Northland, when it would get negative 30 degree wind chill, they would say you cannot have exposed skin for more than like 15 or 20 minutes. Well, we had that last year. We had a real, over here in the Midwest, at Indiana, we had a a couple of days like that where it was like, don't. I don't don't remember. What what did we call it? It was the uh, the winter vortex. Yeah, that's what it was. The 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 Antarctic vortex. So needless to say, uh, people need to stop complaining about how cold it is, unless you live in Canada, then you, you 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 can complain. They call that summer. But in reality, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how people live farther north than the than the Dakotas. That's it, just wild. To it, me. It's okay during the summer months, but not during the cold months. Because uh, summer months are like fifty degrees. A. Eh? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I mean, Alaska's. I mean, I've been to Alaska. Alaska's yeah. ain't too bad in the in the fall, All man. Right. Well, not too bad. You know, it's also not too bad. What's that? I don't know. I don't have a good transition <laughs> for that one. But <laughs> but either way, guys, we love hanging out with you guys week in and week out, and we have been so thankful for the great community over in the Facebook group that has been just seems like growing every single day and our youtube following has been growing and our listener rate has been growing every single day and it's just been so much fun being able to bring you guys content every single week and we hope it's encouraging and engaging for you as well and don't forget to go check us out on youtube hit that subscribe button and the bell notification so when we're on on these special live events that happen every once in a while on youtube you get notified you can jump on and join the conversation with mark and i also 
If you haven't seen The Chosen, as you can see, that's the apparel today. Don't forget for you. I'm wearing another that you should go and watch that. And it's not your job to what is what do they say? It's not your job. To feed the 5,000 only to bring your loaves and fish. There you go. Ah, now, now like it that. might be a good conversation because we've had some interesting conversation in the Facebook group about is the Chosen actually good or not. I we've know. had some good, which is great. We're here for it. We're here for those All conversations. So let's have those conversations. Just like always, leave us a rating and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Share this with a friend. Let's continue these conversations. But today, we got to end it. So until next time. You guys take it easy.